This event that happened a few years ago is rolling through my head today and I thought I'd share it. About four or five years ago, I went to dinner with a friend on a Friday night. It was in a loud restaurant and it was me and two other people. And after we ordered, he said, in my home country, which is Iran, when someone passes, we share stories and photographs of their life. And sure enough, he pulled out an envelope and started showing us all of these photos of his mother from when she was a baby up until much later in life. And he was telling us stories about her and her family and her siblings. And it was really sweet and wholly unexpected, especially coming from a person who is so reserved and private and cautious about the information he shares. It was a really special thing to bear witness to and partake in. If any of you listened to episode 12, it was called Letters to Peter Part 2 and Brief Thoughts on Grief. I speak a little bit to the fact that in the United States, we don't have a lot of traditions around death and dying. And speaking very broadly, death is a subject that makes us a little bit uncomfortable and we kind of fumble our way through it. Anyway, it was very sweet to learn about my friend's mother through his eyes and his words. And I remember thinking to myself, I could never speak about my mother without crying. But that was some years ago. And today I'd like to tell you a little bit about my mother because today is February 22nd, 2023, and she would have been 94 years old today. I've made reference to my mother before. She was very, very sweet and was second fiddle to my father. My father had this big, gregarious personality, and my mother was the lead supporting actress in what was largely his show. Don't take me wrong, she had her own personality, but she was more demure and didn't want to take up too much space. Her name was Anna Mae Klein. She was Anna Mae Mustaine, and she was called Penny all of her life. And then in her 40s, she took her real name, Anna Mae. She was the youngest of seven children, and she was raised by her aunts. And growing up, I knew her mother and father. It was talked about that she was raised by her aunts, but no one dug into the why behind that. I think it was partly poverty and partly mental health related issues with her mother. I suspect she was not a wanted child given their financial circumstances. They were farmers. Anyway, after my father died, he died in a car accident. My mother was incredibly graceful at the end of her life. As much as she didn't want to be fussed over, I think she understood that given the shocking and unexpected circumstances of our father's loss, we needed to heal by taking care of her. I'm the youngest of four, by the way. So there were all four of us in Montana looking after our mother. And it was a very sweet ending full of laughter and stories and quality time together. I could say a lot about my mother, but I won't hear except to say, even though I was very, very close with her and had very candid conversation the last years of her life and got to speak with her about things that she had done when I was a teenager and things that transpired that left me upset. We'd had a lot of closure. Let's, let's put it that way. But interestingly, I never thought to ask her the questions about what happened to her as a child and why she was raised by her aunts. My father always controlled the narrative, and he told stories and whatever, but we never got to hear it from her exactly what happened and how it felt to have been raised by the aunts and what her relationship was with her mother and father and many other things. So I think I'm sharing this to remind those of you who still have your parents 
I know it can be hard, especially if your parents are ailing or perhaps you don't have a great relationship with one or the other. It's really good to ask questions, to think through the things you never asked. It can be a doorway to really great conversation. My doorway to great conversation was really about therapy. I was in therapy at the time for the first time, really, after my father died. And the conversations I was having in therapy were so rich and so interesting. I would bring that and tell her what I was talking to my therapist about. And it was a real catalyst for quality conversation with my mother. But like I said, I forgot to ask her some of the most basic questions. I want to end with this little story. My friend Sarah was telling me that her sister was visiting from Berlin and they had lunch with their mother. So it was the two girls and their mother. And they read a daily offering from the Mark Nepo book called The Book of Awakening. And my friend Sarah used that as a portal to quality conversation and connection with her mother. You know, old people can get really grumpy and they're always very set in their ways trying to control their environment. And it can be really difficult to have quality conversation and to get into that heart space. I'll end by saying that even the biggest curmudgeons tend to soften at the end of life. And if you can show up with the courage or some creative way to have a quality conversation, it can be so incredibly satisfying. For those of you lucky enough to have one or both of your parents, I strongly encourage you to make the very most out of the opportunity to get questions answered, to connect through touch, and to do anything you can to get into that heart space with your parents. Because trust me, when they're no longer here, it really stinks. I'm going to leave it at that. That's all for now. Until next time, from my heart to yours.